Bring it on. Bring it on to me. Bring it on to me. I'm so ready for anything. Bring it down. Bring it down to me.
Namaste, everyone. We are indeed honored today with a very special guest and hopefully some others that uh, will be uh, joining us, um, one from Europe and one from India, but we shall see when they can Skype in. But we have a beautiful uh, goddess, uh, a dear, sweet friend of mine, one of my spiritual sisters of love and light, who expresses her love and light in support of all life, all creation, in her own very special way. Working closely with Mother Earth, the beauty of nature, the animals, and all that is, through unconditional love and support. My dear, sweet sister, Kelly, welcome to Healing for Inner Peace. Thank you, Marcus. That was a wonderful introduction. I really appreciate that. How are you today? I'm doing glorious now that I'm online with you. (laughs) (laughs) So share a little bit about your journey and, you know, your journey that you you into awakening and, and the type of healing sessions that you do and how you work with the collective and, and all that, as you would like to share. (laughs) It's always a long question, but um, I'll try to shorten it. Um, Probably in 2010 is the biggest change where everything completely changed. Um, There's always um, little glimpses of that throughout your whole entire life, and then you get to that moment where um, there's kind of no looking back, and you reach that moment where you know there's more to everything that you have learned and um, you take that journey into that inward journey into the self. And so for me, that was in 2010, the most powerful anyways, that um, just kept on evolving. And from there, it's been a nonstop evolution um, journey towards this center, I will say, the connection to self, the higher connection to self, and um, lining up with that and staying in line with that as much as possible. And that's pretty much everybody's journey. Um, and the, the, I think the most important part of that is not necessarily the story, but knowing that everybody's on that inward journey and the idea is to reconnect to the self so you can communication more clearly um, and be more receptive to the information that's always available to you lining up with um, your centered spot and staying in the eye of the storm rather than being in the tornado or the outer turbulence and looking to the outside to explain things when actually the answers are inside you. And that journey is an ongoing, unfolding evolution that continuously happens. So um, from that, you want to work with yourself first. You do that inner journey. You find the unconditional love for the self you get the debris out of the way that keeps you from having that experience with the self, and then you can actually start working with other people, um, and that's what I've done in, in guidance and learning how to heal through energy work um, and even watch that evolve and change and um, now just being a conscious um, channel to that, um, I would call it infinite intelligence, and just allowing that to be the experience. So when I am talking to somebody else, I just let the guides come through and have a conversation, and um, they receive the guidance that they need. So I love being that conduit. And so, and working with energy on the planet, different frequencies. Um, 
pretty much love working with energy at all levels. So, um, mm. so it's it's an ongoing, continuous unfolding, and it's always going to expand. There is no end of the line. It's always the journey that you want to appreciate, and there's so much to to learn and you know expand and grow. It's never this is a destination and this is where you're going to end up. There's always just an unfolding of more and more and more information because you're always going to get inspired from the self. So when you make that connection, it's a continuous unfolding if you allow it to be fluid. Mm. Now, um, one thing which I know both of us do, although we do in different ways, which is fine, is those that we work with, those that we help, we try to teach them to be self-empowered through the divinity within their own soul. What is your approach that you have found is uh, more widely accepted and and that people in in today's transitional times are willing and open to to work with for their own growth, their own divine self-empowerment? I think the most important part is to know where somebody's at in their journey and to appreciate where they are, not needing to change them, but letting them be guided to you to ask questions, to want to learn more, and let that be about, you know, if you want, if it excites you and thrills you to be that guide to somebody else is to is to know where they are and um, you don't want to rush them or you're not trying to get them anywhere. You just want to... Um, be the one to guide them, just like the guides are helping us and always working that way. You can be a guide to somebody else here in physical form, always just matching them. I wouldn't say you don't want to drop your frequency to where they're at, but you can bump them into a direction by just um, being aware of what's coming up. And if if you're in the vicinity of that person, if that person has been guided to you, you are probably... Um, the path of least resistance for them to receive the information. So you can always offer them that guidance and help them um, to stay on their path to their inner self. Because the idea is to let everybody experience that inner journey at the pace that they're needing to have that experience in. You don't want to judge them and say that, oh, you know, they need to know this because nobody needs to know anything. Um, but you do want them to find that thrill and excitement and that unconditional love for the self if that's what they're wanting to experience. So allowing them to come to you, allowing them to be who they are completely, not judging them, um, but allowing the clear conduit to take place, to the um, unfolding of information to be exchanged um, is always a great place because the journey is going to be different for every person. You know, some people may need to stay in a more limited state to learn something that they haven't quite, you know, uh, gotten out of their system. So you don't want to judge them and say, you know, they're not awake enough. (laughs) You know, you want them to be able to uh, unearth this information in a very natural and comfortable pace for them. And, um, I think that's the important part is letting people evolve at the pace that they need to evolve in and um, knowing that if they're showing up with you, you know, there's a frequency match there. And so that's when you can actually guide them and be the most helpful and they'll pass in your spectrum of frequencies for a reason, you know, that there's something that you can share together. And um, 
The idea is to be fluid in the moment, not write everything down in concrete that this is the way I must get here, but allow them to have the journey that they have and appreciate that of them. Because when you appreciate that in somebody else, you know, that's what you're wanting. You're wanting people to appreciate you for who you are, and you want to offer that back to them. Not needing to change them, but allowing the exchanges of ideas to come forward and inspire each other. And so that upliftment happens as a byproduct of you appreciating where they are, they appreciating with you, and that's the definition of namaste, actually, you know, appreciating the person for who they are, where they are. And um, if inspiration comes from that, then then that's movement, that's evolution. So, Right. Did you have more questions on that? Well, um Oh, one thing that we've been talking about a lot um, is, you know, both of us are photographers, although you're the, you know, more experienced and knowledgeable one, obviously. And there's a lot that when one takes the time to slow down in life and really notice your surroundings, notice the beauty around us, which we may pass by the same beautiful flowers day after day after day that we walk by every day, but did we really take the time to stop, take a breath, which I know is important to you and to all of us, and smell the pretty flowers, to look at the beauty of the flowers, and even the sacred geometry of their form. What would you like to share about that? And 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 a lot of it, is, as you know, is a perspective. Yeah, and if it thrills you to do it, is when I would say yes. Slow down and notice the um, the nature around you. And really, I think the important part about being in nature, you hear a lot of people say, "Go out in nature." And there's an easy explanation of why nature works so much. Nature doesn't judge you, and you don't judge nature for the most part. You can appreciate the beauty in it. But it's the same energy that is creating your physical form. And so if you could appreciate yourself in the same way you can appreciate nature, that's the balancing, that binding up that actually happens when you're walking amongst nature, is that lining up with the vibration of them being what they are perfectly without the filters that humans tend to have on judgments. When you walk around nature, you're walking around pure um, pure energy and its natural form without conditions, unconditional love, if you will. So as you walk amongst that vibration, it naturally, you become a tuning fork to it. You allow that to line you up with you feeling good. And, and really that's the movement that's taking place in nature. So it's a really easy way of of feeling good because you're matching up with the energy of things that are being themselves the way they are, without needing to change or alter. They're not needing the conditions to change. They are just what they are. And the design that is in nature, that um, sacred geometry, is in your own body. And again, when you're seeing it, you're observing it within nature, all things are made up of those sequences, that coding, those patterns, how energy flows, the movement, um, the flow within a gravitational field. Um, it's a beautiful experience when you allow it to be. So, yeah, as you're walking upon it, see your connection with it and see what it is that you appreciate from it. And that's one thing I think about photography is you're able to catch that moment, catch that 
beauty. And when you're actually gazing upon something that you find beautiful, you're imprinting that object with your love for it. So when you take a photograph, um, sometimes the most perfect photographs, you know, you can look upon them and say, hmm, I wonder why this makes this so special, but it is to me. And it's generally the love that the person had in the photograph that got imprinted, and you're actually feeling that energetic exchange of love. So you're looking upon, in a sense, a lot of the times, um, love and that appreciation for each other's beauty. And so that's what gets captured a lot of the times in photography. And that's what, as people look upon it, they are actually receiving that energy of that. So it takes on much deeper form if you allow it to. I mean, if you um, really know the energetics of it all. But it's it's quite magical. It can become very magical. But then again, everything can. So whatever you're excited about doing and partaking in, as long as you're excited about doing it, you're also imprinting that with that same love for an energy so others can partake in it as they gaze upon your creations or um, if you're an artist or write songs or music or just write um, it's generally the love that you you know because that's what's flowing through you you're being a clear conduit and receiving inspiration um, from your higher self so that gets imprinted on what you're doing when you're just having to work against something or or doing something for the sake of doing it that love and passion isn't there. So, you know, some things are not that powerful, but truly great pieces of art and stuff, you can see that flow, that relationship with um, with that eternal energy. And others can feel it. Mm. Now, um, what have you learned through, you know, in these transitional periods, especially, say, the past six months, there's been a lot of energy shifts going on in many ways are affecting everyone and everything on the planet. Um, you know, it's basically, it's the ascension process of the planet that's going on, but it's more than that. Um, what would you like to share on that? And then, you know, I can throw in, you know, what I know and perceive as well. Yeah, um Beautiful changes are going on. Um, beautiful, beautiful changes. Um, for one, there's a lot more people that the collective is is not so resistant anymore. As more people are aware and inspired by others um, of you know going inward and finding their meditational states and um, actually exploring alternative means than relying on just medicine. They're exploring other avenues. So when they're finding their strength within and not being so in a state of fear, that um, upliftment is affecting everybody. So as people share those ideas of great inspirations that, and you had used the word empowerment earlier, and what that truly is is no longer fearing that they don't have enough. When you get out of the fear-based energies, when you stop thinking that you're in lack or start stop thinking that you're um, relying upon a system, and when you actually realize that you can take care of yourself and you can find the means to heal yourself and you can find the means to um, produce, you know, the well-being balanced state in your body by eating foods that agree with your body and, you know, that 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 desire to want to feel good is so um, increasing so largely on in the collective. So as a collective becomes lighter, 
the um, the energy to penetrate to connect to your higher self becomes easier for everybody. And um, as we are, you know, um, getting towards a lighter level of consciousness, more light is being offered on the planet. Um, it's the membrane actually that's decreasing. The membrane that you have to penetrate to to make that connection is actually lessening. So the membrane is not, you don't have to puncture it so strongly. You don't have to be in such a transit state in meditation to be able to achieve mm. that connection to the self. So everything is evolving. And I call it an evolution because mm. that's what the whole process is about is is as you because the, the greatest gift you, that you can give to the world is to heal yourself. And what I mean by that is to be in a state of love and appreciation of self. As you inspire the self, as you fall out of the filters of fear and limitation, you reach a higher vibration and everybody has access to it. So it's very much like a pollinization on the planet. Mm, um, right. You affect other people just by your presence. The idea is not to feel the need to go and fix everybody else. The idea is to fix yourself. And when you're fixed, that transmutes to everybody. And this healing takes each person who does that work on their self, it affects everybody else. And and then there's that lightening up of the energy on the planet. So you don't have to penetrate it so um, strongly. You don't have to reach such a transit state to, to achieve that um, bliss state. So... That um, that is what's lightening up the most on the planet is it's just easier and more effortless and it's easier for others who have been more limited to feel that energy because it's so much lighter on the planet. And so the whole planet is healing itself and this is evolution. So there's nothing wrong. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. Everything is working out perfectly because everybody is taking that step inward and there is a lot of that going on. And the more people do it, the more it's not. And the idea isn't to set yourself aside and say, I'm the one with this information and nobody else knows that. Everybody knows that because they're part of this. Whether they're experiencing it in a limited state, they still know this eternally. So um, everybody is aware of this, and that's being affected and enlivening in, in everybody. So you don't have to worry about them. They'll get there. The idea is to worry about yourself, and as much as you can, stay in that centered place, and that has the greatest effect on the planet, on the collective. So that is right. That's the, that's the evolution that's taking place. See. Now, one thing which many, I know you touched on a lot of aspects of it, but a lot of people think of the term called self-mastery. And what, you know, do you feel self-mastery truly is? And, of course, as you well know, it's an individual process of growth and, and so forth. But, you know, we're all, you know, just like... Intuition, for example, everyone, every earth human on the planet is capable of being intuitive. Everybody it's is. Just that it, but it, it's just a lot of it is within their own belief system as mm-hmm. well as how well they take care of themselves or not. You know? Right. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a um, interpretation, and that is an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked that question because self-mastery is being aware of the limited beliefs that kept you from being a good receiver of information from the higher self. And sometimes beliefs 
will stand in your way to receiving the information in a very clear way. That's the difference, I think, from a very good channel and a channel that's receiving information and they're bringing it through their own filters. In other words, then you're going to have a distorted message because it's just energy that you're receiving. And But the, a good translator will be one who doesn't stand in the way of the information. Um, that is going to translate it at exactly how it is, not how they want it to be or how they think it should be. Um, so a lot of the times we have beliefs that that we receive the information through certain filters. And what I, what I mean by filter is if you believe uh, one plus one equals two, this is a very um, elementary example, and you don't allow it to be something else, if you don't realize that one and two can be three because there's a third tone that gets created when two come together, um, that's just a, a, a very you know rudimentary example. But to be able to see something in a new way, if you're insisting that, no, it can only be this, then you cut yourself off from receiving a lot of information that will keep you expanding and, and being able to see brand new ideas and concepts. And that's what evolution is. But when you write it down in concrete and say, it must be this, well, that is a person who's standing in the way of the information that they're receiving. Um, so the idea is to be fluid because there are ideas that haven't even occurred to people, but that information can come, but it can't come if you insisted that certain things must work a certain way. So when you have a new concept or a new idea that you never considered before, when you put that factor in it, then then some of this will make sense, but you'll never receive that information if you're so stuck on saying that it could only come in in this way. So the idea is to be fluid and be a really good receiver, and self-mastery simply is getting out of your own way and receiving infer, you know, inspiration from the higher self and not judging the information, letting it be more fluid, letting it change and evolve and inspire standing in that state of inspiration and actually creating with intent is more of self-mastery. But everybody receives information because no ideas come from your brain. <laughs> they only come from your higher self. So any inspiration that you've ever had in your life, then you're a good receiver of your higher self. Um, but a lot of people think that they're thinking with their brain and having to achieve some other state, an altered state, to receive um, what they would call divine information. Well, let's kind of get rid of that that persona of it and say, no, if you're inspired, you're receiving information. So if you want to be a clear conduit, find that centered place. Find that peaceful place in the eye of the storm that you are just open and receptive, receptive to the information. And um, that is self-mastery, although once you reach that, reach that state, it just means that um, that you're creating with more intent, mean that your work is done. That doesn't mean that you're at the end of the road. It means that it's really just a really good beginning. And, you know, you're just open to great inspirations, and your soul is always going to inspire you for something new. There's a back-and-forth communication that's always going on from you to your more eternal self um, you it, you know you have an idea and you send that information out that's the breathing in and breathing out and then they send it back with some more inspired information and then 
and you receive that information and you think about it and you think about adding something to it, you send that information out. So there's always this back and forth. There's always this evolution of thought, always more inspirations to be had as long as you don't insist that this is the only way it can, you know, that it is, you know, and stop thinking that it can change and evolve because there's always going to be an evolution to things. There's always going to be um, that's, that's being fluid where writing it down concrete and saying that, oh, because they told me that I need to um, stand on one foot, spin around three times to receive that information. Mm-hmm. It might have worked for you that one time, but and it works for you, and they run around teaching everybody else that this is how you get enlightened, you know, whereas, you know, it's going to be different. It's going to be a personal experience with each person. What works for you is what is the best choice. And, and if you just ask, you know, what is the best way for me to receive this information? Because some people, meditation, isn't it? You know, they need to be moving, and running is a form of meditation. You know, whatever gets you to that centered spot, that and what I mean by the centered spot is that really peaceful, not needing conditions to change, except, you know, everything is good in this moment. And it's got to be in this moment. This is the only moment there is um, where the energy is flowing. So if you want to be in a receptive space, you have to be okay with this moment, realizing that everything is exactly the way it needs to be, not needing conditions to change, and then you're in that, um, that receptive space. Um, the moment you start needing conditions to change is I need my money to change, I need my family to change, I need these people to change, I need my job to change before I'm happy, then you're not ever going to be in alignment with that inspiration in this moment because you're saying that a condition needs to change. That's conditional love, not unconditional love. And unconditional love is the frequency of your higher self. So you want to match that and as much as you can be good in this moment and realize that everything that is around you, everything that you have right now is a reflection of what you're vibrating at and it's a reflection of what you believe to be true for you and it's showing up to show you that. And there's no judgment within that. That's just what what's around you. It's just reflecting back to you where you are. If you want it to change, then you have to change first. And that's by right. being in that better place, being okay with this moment and you kind of pretend your way into letting the vibration change by by finding that vibration of what peacefulness is, and then you get to see that reflected back to you. So, um, so it's such a good question because a lot of people get confused what self mastery is, as if mm. they reach something that's that nobody else has reached, and that's not what self mastery is. That's more of oh, now you're in the chair, you're in the captain's chair, you're aware you're in the captain's chair, and you're aware you have an influence on what's going on around you is more of a self-mastery state, but it is just mm. another state that it's still going to evolve. You're still going to go through this journey. Right. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in physical form. <laughs> so right. there's always well, more well, to learn thing, to yeah. more. Go ahead. Because I, yeah, I know with some um, that I've talked to, as you know, I do, well, both of us do it, and different ways are coaching and Uh guiding people and there are some that are for whatever reason are not ready to do the self-empowerment but they're looking for a guru or a psychic to depend on a dependency on the psychic 
to hear what they want to hear because it, for whatever reason, they're not ready to take that next step in self-mastery and, you know, self-empowerment. Right. And, well, you know, they wanted me to be their guru and instead yeah. of me, and when I tried to teach them well, what you, what they can do for themselves, they they are a divine love expression of Mother Earth. They are a divine love expression of creation, and that they have a great deal more that they can do for themselves and for others. You know, I'm a firm believer in paying it forward when opportunities um, show up. And you know, you know, some people just are not ready, but they do have the ability within them. It's just not within their belief system or what have you to take that next step. A lot of people get into books and they get into reading or they get into listening to what other people say and they start repeating that information as if, you know, because they resonate with it and they repeat it. Um, But the problem is they didn't receive it on their own. And they weren't in the receptive state. They listened to somebody else to give them information. Which is okay if it's the process of bringing you forward. If it's, if it's, in other words, if somebody's really depressed, the state of anger is an improvement of that state of depression. So if it's, if it's pulling you up, that's perfectly fine. But if you find yourself stuck there, saying, "No, this is what I've learned from these other people, and this is what I'm going to do. This is all there is," and they insist on it. This is what I heard this one time, and. You know, this is the way it's got to be, and if this doesn't happen, then everything is going to go, you know, go awry. You know, everybody has to do this. Everybody has to feel a particular way, or, or this this punishment thing is going to happen. And that would be somebody who's yeah, that would be somebody who who is stuck. You know, they feel like you know, oh, I've received, you know, I've achieved self mastery, therefore. I'm done with my work. There is nothing more to do. I'm perfectly fine. And um, it's everybody else that's wrong. Well, first of all, that's completely conditional. Secondly, that's looking on the outside and viewing yourself against that. That is a person who is in ego still and doesn't realize it. Somebody who's um, telling other people what they should do because it's you that has to change. You're the one with the reality going on around you, you're the one who's who's matching that vibration. And so what they're seeing is a reflection of what they believe inside. So as they insist on that being their reality, they're going to see it as not changing because they're insisting on it. And so that right. is a person who's writing it down in concrete and not being fluid, not letting things evolve, thinking that there's these, this has to be done to meet this. It's never, ever just one thing, ever. It can always change in a multitude of ways. There's tons of opportunities. The deal is you have to change your frequency. That's the only way you get to see the world around you change is when you change. When you become less conditional, you become less judgmental. When you stop insisting the world has to change, not me, that's when you get to see the world change because you are not offering that vibration that the world isn't changed. But when you see the world is needing fixed, that's all you get to experience in your reality by your own insistence. So you keep on feeding that vibration out, and that's what you get to see. That's why you have to change your vibration. When you see the world as everything is working out perfectly, 
you know, everybody is exactly where they need to be. Everything is unfolding perfectly. I just need to stay in my centered spot. I need to focus on everything working out beautifully. And then I get to see my reality change. It starts with you and your vibration. If you want to change the world, you have to change your vibration first. And so many people get caught up on looking outside and judging what's outside and other people and what they're doing when they're not doing what they should be doing, which is minding your own business, and that is minding your own frequency and wanting to see those changes. You have to be at first, and then you get to see it show up. So the best way to heal the collective, again, it starts back with you. What are you doing? Are you in your centered spot as much as you can be? Are you in alignment? Do you see the world as working out perfectly? Or are you, one, adding energy to something wrong with the world? If you're adding world something, the energy of something's wrong with the world, that's what you're feeding into it. And those are the, usually the people who are pointing their finger at everybody else and saying they're not doing something. Um, the, those are the people who are actually enlivening something wrong with the world. They're right. Energy and enlivening that vibration, which that's what they get to see, and they don't realize it. So I would say be less, don't write it down in concrete, be more fluid, and your higher self will inspire you to new, but you have to be in that center place and be unconditional to receive that information. The next step for you is the one that you want to follow, and you'll know it because it feels so exciting and thrilling to do it. That's your natural vibration. That's the breath mm. of yourself. If it feels good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, there's not so much energy in it, and they would advise you to do something else that feels good until that doesn't feel so bad to do it. They would say, wait until it feels good to do it. So get in the habit of following that, what thrills you to do it as best as you can, and consciously be aware of it. A good thing that I like to add into people is to kind of set a timer every hour at the beginning of this and see where you are, what have you been focusing on. You know, at the time will go right. an hour later, and then you get to say, well, where am I? You know, what am I thinking about the most? And if you're thinking about other people, then you say, wait a minute, i got to focus on what I'm doing, and i got to feel good and what feels the best for me to do. And that's the easiest way to change that habitual thinking because a lot of people do focus on what's wrong rather than what's right. And then they wonder why their reality doesn't change. Well, stop focusing mm. on what's wrong because you're enlivening it and you're calling it to you. Focus on everything working out perfectly. Enliven that energy and you'd be surprised at how quickly the reflection will change. Mm, it's a beautiful right. question. Mm. Now, another thing which both you and I have in common, although it's different, which is fine, is some people are more dark people, some are more cat people yet we still love all animals, but we're drawn more to more to one or the other, which, of course, does not matter. Other people are bird people. Other people uh, like reptilians or fish or what have you. And some people have both dogs and cats. So um, what do you feel the differences are with that and what they each have to offer? Another excellent question. <laughs> You're asking really good questions. <laughs> um, the the thing with that is, you have to ask yourself, well, what is it about this that's calling to me? And that that's the truth. You know, with anything, you can do it with anything, but it's the most noticeable as um, 
what we're drawn to. That is just something that your soul is wanting to explore more or learn from. It's very much like it's going to be a weird, you know, association, but like your um, zodiac signs. Um, we've given ourselves clues, in a sense, your soul has when you chose to come here. Um, the conditions in which you chose to be born in, like your zodiac sign, is just a reflection of what your soul kind of wants to explore energetically or have this experience with. So it's just kind of clues to who you are more on an eternal level, what your soul is kind of into, you know. And um, so those who are, I would say, the the dog lovers, which I'm one of them, I love dogs. Um, and the only reason I love cats, but I'm allergic to cats, so, which is interesting because, again, it feeds into um, cats are more independent. They're... Um, uh, you know, they show up when they want to and they leave, you know, where dogs are very loyal. They teach you about unconditional love. And it's really interesting because it's all I usually love working with is the energy of unconditional love. I've always well, that's wanted that. So I'm a dog. As well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, always. I'm a cat person all as you know. Life so. does. Yes, all life does, yeah. But uh, it's just uh, a kind of an indicator of what your soul's wanting to explore, I think. Um, whereas you see yourself as very... Um, well, I shouldn't say so much now. What you used to see yourself as as different or unusual to others, right? You had that that you were working on. So it's something that your soul was wanting right. to explore and seeing yourself as separate, which is a cat does, and you're very much into cats. Um, so it's it's just an indication, I think, of what your soul kind of wants to explore. Although they would say, you know, the guides would say that it's never. You know, whatever experience you choose to have is okay with them because they learn from all of it. They, your soul just has certain interests, and that's usually the ones that you can tell because you're excited about feeling. You know, you, you know what your soul um, loves because you love the same things, so it makes your heart sore, and that's the expression of the soul. And so that's kind of what you're you want to work in the most as possible, you know, most, most of the time is what your, what really makes your heart sore. So when it comes to animals or, um, you know, even astrological science, they're just ways of knowing the soul more, I think, and what you're called to like. You kind of look at it as to, this is interesting, I like this type of animal, what does it bring out of me? What is, what am I learning from this animal? always a good thing to do is even by the things that you love doing, what is it that I love so much about this? What does it bring me joy for? And a lot of the times you'll find out things about yourself, whereas if you're, say for example, um, an ego-based thing, where I like being a service of other people because when they thank me and they appreciate what I've done, it makes me feel so good. That's mm. actually ego-based, and that's saying that I can't love myself. I need approval for others. And a lot of people choose um, doing work like um, any kind of, you know, social work or, or work in general. You know, they want that approval from others to make them feel good. It's because they can't find it themselves. So that's kind of a clue, too, going, oh, wait a minute, I'm using them to feel good whereas I'm supposed to be using myself to feel good. How can I feel good without needing approval from others? And that's mm. what the animals teach us, because the animals don't right. need approval. And, um, right. Now, 
Right. Now, to put another twist to that, with okay. the animals, like for me, you know, I've had several different cats, you know, throughout my life, as you, as, as you know. And what I have found is that they have a soul connection with us, personally, individually, obviously, and uh-huh. that they can choose to reincarnate back into our lives several times, if they so choose to be more of an example of unconditional love from a much broader um, perspective. And then to put another twist to that, I also am very much aware that with my cats, that in my higher dimensional galactic soul expressions on different levels, on one of them, um, my cats are in their cat people form, and I am in that uh, physical form for that quantum reality, that dimension, where we are co-creating, working together side by side, supporting creation, supporting evolving worlds. So that and okay, it's the, they're the same soul, I'm the same soul. It's just a higher dimensional soul expression of ourself, which we can express on that quantum frequency. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, what's really interesting is a lot of the times it can be other fractal pieces of your soul. So it can be you having that experience as well that you're connecting to. Um, So there's so much, I mean, there's always infinite potential in every single moment. What you line up with is where you're vibrating. Um, when others come to join us as guides, a lot of the times it's our own energy, our all, because You've chosen a lot of different fractal pieces all going on at the same time because there is no true linear time. There is, you know, it's very multidimensional. All times are going on at the same time. Time is created to have the experience in, which is an illusion of what's really going on, and that's this one moment, right? So the soul has already split itself off in a lot of little fractal pieces that have a lot of different expressions, a lot of different experiences. They're all separated just by membranes. And so when you feel strong enough towards um, one, you can actually pull through that membrane in a sense. And, and, and a lot of some memories that come up aren't even your, this version of you, um, this experience. So sometimes you'll have dreams that, you know, you're like, I don't even know that face. I don't, you know, I've been to this place. I've never been there before, but I can give you all kinds of details. Well, we get to penetrate those membranes. I mean, it's not it's not hidden away somewhere, tucked out of your reach. All of them are accessible. Times the guides that come through are just different versions of yourself um, guiding you. So they could be future mm. seemingly so, or past aspects of yourself. And... Um, since we've chosen to have this, you know, we're in the third dimension in a sense, even though we're pretty much fifth dimensional at this point. Um, <laughs> but you've also had the experience of being rocks. You've also had the experience of being trees. So everything when you go out into nature, part of that energy is your own energy. And that might be confusing for some, and that's okay. But <laughs> so, so different guides and stuff that come forward, is a lot of the times different versions of yourself um, coming back. I mean, you're having access to 
do the membrane submissives. You're able to integrate other versions of yourself. And um, you can have relationships with them. In other words, accept them as guides. So, and sometimes the overlap in... Um, so there's all kinds of explanations for this, I guess is what I'm saying. So a lot of the times, yes, there is... Um, your eternal friends, your non-physical friends that you've known. I mean, we're eternal, so therefore we have never not existed. So you've had many, 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 many experiences being all kinds of things. A lot of them just energetic. A lot of them physical form. A lot of them um, in different places, um, different things, different experiences. So imagine all of the guidance that you have around you, knowing that all of those versions of yourself exist. It hardly seems room for anybody else, does it? <laughs> you know? Right. But, I mean, so that's when you get into collectives, you know, um, like attracts like, so souls with similar interests collect, which is what we connect to when we're connecting to the collective consciousness. You could call it infinite intelligence, but there's really no separation unless you insist on there being a separation. So right. it gets really interesting. It gets um, where... Um, it's hard to talk about one particular guide when there are so many around you guiding you in the right direction. Right. Now, so, as you know, in in the uh, meditation meditative sessions that I do, is I help people to to consciously integrate more of what is already within them. Um, it's already there. Our souls are always whole. It's just not within our Earth, our Earth plane conscious awareness for for most. I'm not saying none, but for a majority of Earth humans, they're not consciously aware the wholeness that their soul already is, and that within their soul is the living consciousness of Mother Earth, as well as all the other planets in which their soul has expressed itself. But also within each of our souls and each of those planets is the true living consciousness of creation itself. Now, the concept of God, the concept of, of source is from the Earth, 3D Earth duality perspective. But the one of the true keys is the consciousness itself, the true consciousness of our own souls, the true consciousness of our dear sweet Mother Earth, as well as the true consciousness of creation itself which, as you know, with collective consciousness, it exists on many, many levels of which they're all part of the greater whole of omniversal consciousness of creation itself. Mm-hmm. So what what thoughts do you have on any of that or more or anything else? Um, What I would say on that one is it's a lot of different ways of looking at one thing, in a sense. We're all part of that divinity. We're all made up of the same stuff, the same energy. We're eternal. We were all created. We all exist for a reason. You're meant to be who you are perfectly. Um, If it wasn't for you, everything would be off kilter, as it is meant for everybody to be exactly who an expressor of who they are on a holistic nature. Um, The idea of needing to connect to so many different versions of that, I mean, that's an infinite 
an almost infinite infinities even concept that you're bringing up. In other words, because consciousness has split itself off to have an experience in, that would be the original trinity in a sense where there was one conscious being who chose to split itself off to have a different experience in, and it had to create the third to be the observer, to be the perspective, which is the three, that magical three number that's within everything. If you get into sacred geometry, it's always there. And that always has been split off and split off and split off. And it started with that one desire to know more. And that's kind of what that represents to me, is that um, there's an infinite way of explaining creation itself because there's so many aspects of it. However, I would choose to say that all that is for the reason being that it's, inf- you know, it's, it's acknowledging the infinite versions of itself and the fact that it's eternal, so it is always involved. What we can see, though, what we get to experience, I would say more importantly is you've chosen this fractal piece to have a particular experience in. So experience that to the best of your ability and try somewhat not to focus on all of the different aspects because that could go on forever. When the idea is you want to live life, you want to be the best expressor of what you have to work with right here, right now. And so to stay in the present moment with what's attracted to you vibrationally is what you get to experience. And of course, if you let that take evolution and be evolving and knowing that that's a fluid thing. More inspirations and more excitements will come up when you just connect to that and let it unfold in this beautiful, evolving way. As you reach different higher vibrations or, you know, any different vibration, you're going to be attracted to an infinite different circumstances because it's a vibrational match. Like attracts like. So the energies around you are a vibrational match to where you are. So to focus so much on all of the different aspects is kind of like just looking at all the numbers that exist. If you were to count and keep on going, you could be there in eternity counting because there's never going to be an end to that. And it's kind of the same way as I view consciousness in the sense that there's so many aspects of it. What we can appreciate, though, is where we are and what's a vibrational match to us and work with where we are. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself and you don't want to hold yourself down. You want to stay where you are right here, right now, vibrationally. This is what I have to work with. This is what I'm experiencing. What, you know, you can let the inspiration come in and this is what's exciting me to work on right now and it's going to evolve and then I'll know more of that to try to grab something that's such a vast subject and and try to make sense of it can just lead to a never-ending daydream in a sense where you're not actually living here. You're just exploring consciousness, which is a journey that, you know, is infinite infinities. <laughs> and in every different vibrational sense, you know, wherever you are vibrational, there's an infinite version of that. So, um but the idea is to appreciate where you are right now, and I think that's what grounding is all about, is staying right here, right now. I'm here. I'm having this fractal piece. This is where I'm vibrating. This is what I believe to be true, 
and I'm inspired, though. I want more. I want to experience more. I want to know more about this thing that excites me. And letting that be the main-centered, peaceful place, that unconditional place. And then you'll be experiencing yourself to the best of your ability and not get caught up in the details of stuff that I wouldn't say it's irrelevant because it's always fun to know about, but it's not helping you where you are vibrationally right now because it's so far out there that it's not really having that much of an effect on you because you're not a vibrational match to some of the vastness. What you are vibrational match is what you're seeing around you. So work with where you are. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Now, um, uh, I got Skype working, but not the usual way. It's working um, from the, the browser instead of the actual program itself, which is, which is kind of different, but it's, it's an emergency backup ways. It doesn't run the same way. Anyways, Glenda sends her love to you. And she has a question. Can you define source God from your understanding perspective? Well, I think we've already touched on a lot of that. We just talked about Uh, that. Yeah. Um, Basically, God, source are the names that that we have learned from the earth, human, third-dimensional perspective. Um, you know, such as in the Bible and, and many religions, they they use the term God. Source is more of the New Agey type uh, name for consciousness of creation itself. But it still is within third dimensional duality thought process and belief systems. But the true nature of being is the purity of consciousness itself which basically is our consciousness of our soul. Each of our souls has its own consciousness residence frequency, which is unique to our own soul. But our souls, of course, are part of the greater collective consciousness of the true living consciousness of creation itself. That's why I've been using that term for years in that it's, it's, basically, it's a true living consciousness of creation itself which means that the collective consciousness of creation extends on many levels for example we here on mother earth we are are in a physical earth human forms so we are part of the earth the, each of the animal forms on the planet have their own collective consciousness on the planet as do the plants the trees uh the mineral kingdoms crystalline and so on and so forth, they each have their own collective consciousness as well as all of us being a part of the greater collective consciousness of Mother Earth. And then Mother Earth is part of the collective consciousness of our star system through our our star soul. And then our star soul is part of the collective consciousness of the Milky Way galaxy, and then it goes to the universal being of which oversees our part of the universe where we happen to be. Then each of those universal beings are then part of the greater collective consciousness of our entire universe, which is then part of the greater collective consciousness of omniversal or multiverse collective consciousness of creation itself. So it just keeps expanding, expanding, expanding more and more and more, but we are all a part of it. 
and our soul is expressed, as you say, like fractal pieces, that's one way of, of putting it, are mm-hmm. in other forms, which means we are have other parts of us that could be a Pleiadian, could be an Arcturian, or what have you, that exist in other quantum realities, other dimensions, other forms. So as we are also a part of each of those places in creation, we then are also part of the greater collective consciousness of creation through those other aspects of our own soul as well. You could just go can go on and on and on how it all works. (laughs) Yeah, it's a huge answer, and it's basically we're all part of one ocean, but you can experience yourself as drops of that ocean. I mean, look at the planet, for example. It's the same bodies of water formed, all of the water that exists, but you can have the experience of being a lake. You can have the experience of being in a great lake. You can have the experience of being in an ocean or a river, you can flow or you can be stagnant in a pool of water. However, it's all from that same ocean of water. So <clears throat> you can have the experience as something else, but nonetheless you are still part of that whole picture. So one little pixel having the experience of the whole image. Um, mm. There's an infinite way of explaining it, but you'll know it when you connect to it. You're part of it. Right. Part of you, you can't separate from it, but you can have the experience of not being connected to it or feeling separate from it, even though you're not. Um, so it's a what is God? Um, what isn't God would be a better question, and that would be something else completely. That would be non existence. <laughs> what is God? Existence itself, and everything exists. Otherwise, if we weren't meant to be here, you would be in non existence. So the fact that you exist right. proves that you are part of that big piece and having right. Again, uh, many right. multiple like, ways of expression. Right, like like we talked about earlier, the true living consciousness of creation is within each of our souls. Mm-hmm. It is within everything. The we are in a physical earth embodiment, so within our soul is the living consciousness of Mother Earth. The Earth's consciousness wasn't within our soul we will not be within an earth embodiment form. If, if the true living consciousness of creation wasn't within our souls, like you said, our souls wouldn't even exist. Mm-hmm. And you, can, you can't perceive non-existence. So if you can perceive it, it's part of it. So <laughs> um, that's a simple answer to it, um, although that answer is just as infinite as infinity itself. How do you want to experience is a better question. How do you want to experience it right here, right now? What does it mean to you, and what can it mean to you? So um, how are you going to, are you going to insist that it's one way, what you've been taught your whole life, or do you know there's something more to it? And your own knowingness about it is what's going to give you that answer. Everybody knows that question. Everybody knows the answer to that question. Um, whether they're fearful of giving the right answer or not is the difference. And um, when they get rid of the fear, then they'll have that understanding. It will be quite easy for them. And the idea is to not see yourself as separated. You know, the the New Age version you had just talked about, which is a really good subject. And to me, what this energy is, I'm I'm actually changing the subject right now. I hope it's okay, Marcus. But I really want to get this in. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the energy, like right now, to me, is all about collaboration and 
working together is stop seeing people who, like, kind of troll the non-physical realms, in a sense, who view themselves as non-physical. I mean, not, excuse me, not non-physical, um, new agey, um, alternative, all of that stuff. I really kind of feel like that needs to, to, I would love to see that shift into not seeing yourself as separate. Stop seeing yourself as separate. Those who are sleeping, those who are awake, we're all in this mm. game together. And if you see yourself as separate, you're always going to experience that separation. So if we could just just be the one that we are and stop saying that, I know this, you don't. I mean, there's tons of things that you know I don't. I mean, there, everybody has their own things that they know and what other people, you know, are not that interested in. That's fine. That's appreciating the differences within people. Right. The collaboration time is now. It's like time to come together and stop seeing this separation and and actually be inspired by everybody. Don't look at those who do this and those who do, don't do that. Is Everybody has something to offer and appreciating everybody's uniqueness and everybody's bringing something to the table and feeling that coming together right now. This energy to me that's coming in is so much about um, a lot of people fear sharing information because they're afraid they're going to lose something. Somebody's going to take my idea. And that fear I would love to see healed, and I've been working on that, you know, seeing everything working out with this. So I'm sharing kind of one of my things that I've been working on seeing work out is is seeing people coming together and sharing this is what I know and this is what I know and being inspired by each other to come up with even better ideas. Very much like the collective works with us is to be able to do that for each other and to stop seeing separation in each other but appreciate what each other is bringing to the table because everybody has a gift. And then be able to see the gift that everybody's offering and stop judging them as different or you know, they don't know what I know, so therefore they wouldn't understand this. Just let all that go and just, you know, I want to appreciate this person for where they are right now because something's going to inspire me from this person. And seeing the gifts that everybody has, that's to me what the energy is all about. It's time to come together and collaborate and um, get rid of the titles, get rid of the um, the this person's enlightened, this person is sleeping, you know, New Ages are not helping that by seeing themselves as separate. Um, it's time to be yourself and stop looking at yourself as different and being the person that you are and knowing that you're just a person who has different interests than somebody else. That doesn't make you better or worse. Right. It makes you just another person. And being able to appreciate each uniqueness each person has. That's what the energy feels like, and I'm really excited about this energy. Mm. So yeah, um, so that you can grab something to drink. Um, I because I wasn't sure with what was going on with the family and stuff, so I made this show ninety minutes, and I've been trying to extend it to two hours, and it won't let me. <laughs> but but it will still record after the ninety minutes. Um, ninety minutes. So you can grab wow. something. So, so you can grab something to drink. I'm gonna play, who I really am, and then we can. Because um, I know we've touched That's on a, a lot of it. That's a perfect song, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. Very good. I'm not just this body, emotion, or this mind. 
these senses or conditions Feelings going round The truth is I am really Not as I appear Not ending or beginning I am ever everywhere Who I really am Who I truly am Is boundless Beyond body Beyond mind and time Beyond this earthly life Learning to discover By means of taking form I'm ever on a journey Experience it all Everything's illusion Lives of every sort Momentary pleasure Passing through this world But who I really am Who I truly am is endless, awesome wonder, ageless wisdom, design beyond this earthly life. I am not this body, emotion, or this mind. Senses or conditions Feelings going round The truth is I am really Not as I appear Not ending or beginning I am ever everywhere Who I really am Who I truly am Is endless Awesome wonder Ageless wisdom Design Beyond this earthly life Beyond this body Beyond mind and time, beyond this earthly life. Mm. And Suarez is a beautiful voice. Beautiful song. So, where does that song touch you? And anything you'd like to share about it? I 
think it's just appreciating who we are, you know, and again, not getting hung up on what anybody else thinks, but being able to appreciate yourself and knowing, you know, you, when you can be yourself and not worried about what other people think and when you are um, choosing to express who you are and not be worried about, well, I have to be this way for this group of people or this way for this group of people for them to get me, stop worrying about that. Just be yourself all the time. There is no need to to curb yourself. Just be you, and people will get you because you're putting out that frequency of, you know, it'll be matched by equal vibration coming back. So the people that you attract in your life will be people who get you. So you don't have to worry about or be in fear of other people accepting you or understanding you or anything. Just be yourself as much as you can be. And that's the beauty in that song, is valuing who you are. So true. So true. So let's see if... Um, no, Do we have more time? Um, yeah, I, think, I think there's still some time. Let me see. About 16, uh, almost 17 minutes. And, but let's okay. say we'll continue to record after that. So... Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what we haven't touched on. All right. One thing, as I know that you've heard me say many times, is when you go out to nature and how important it is to be observant to that which is around you. And I know we touched on some of that. Now let's go to another level. Let's just say you're out in the woods and with your back against a beautiful tree, connecting, grounding yourself with the tree, with Mother Earth, looking out at the lake, the water, um, the river, you know, whatever it is that's in front of you between um, the tree, you, and then the water. And then you look off to the side and you see a couple of squirrels or chipmunks, shall we say, running back and forth, chasing each other. And then you tune in to their love, the joy, the fun that they're they're having. And then you sense that there is a wisp of another consciousness either chasing them or that they are chasing them back either one way or the other. And that could be a fairy, could be an elf, could be an elemental. Could be a number of uh, non-physical beings that are supporting nature that also support us. What type of experiences have you had out in nature in in this area or other? Um, good question again. Um, <laughs> I think where you are, we. Um, be an indicator of what you get to experience from that. When you allow yourself to be open and receptive, you will be aware of the other of the other energies, the consciousness in the crystals, consciousness in the ground itself, the trees. Um, you will be aware of all of the energy that's around you, and you'll feel it. And that's being tuned into frequencies or vibrations or different energies. But if your perspective is you know, seeing as believing, then you'll just experience the squirrels. 
But if you're open to, I want to experience all of the energy in this area, then you'll have different brand new experiences. So discerning the energies, that's a good practice to being able to discern what's your energy and what's somebody else's energy. And nature is a very... Um, very soft and gentle way of having those experiences. When you're amongst other people, you get so involved in the dramas and because you speak English, for example, and you're in an English-speaking area, you'll, um, you're, you're going to be stimulated by your normal senses. However, when you're in nature and nature doesn't speak English, you're not so distracted by the filters that we have. And so you're able to actually discern other energies. So it's a good place to practice discerning the energy and what your energy is and the energies that are all around you. So it's a good place to practice discernment um, mm. and being aware of of the different energies. So then when you do get in that group of people, You'll not be taking on somebody else's energy. You won't be letting that drop your vibration. And learning to be the dominant energy in the room is so incredibly peaceful when you are not letting somebody else's energy affect you. A lot of people will say, oh, you use shields and stuff like that because, you know, you're empathic and and everybody's empathic. Everybody's sensitive to somebody else's right, energy exactly. because that's the way we were, we're built. And, um, it's in our DNA. Yeah, so getting to know what's your energy and what's somebody else's energy and not letting somebody's energy pull you down is the practice of discernment, not letting your right, vibration exactly. drop. Staying That's your the practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. In, yeah. Not letting yourself be dropped down by somebody else's negative experience. Just say that's their experience and, you know, I, I don't choose to join that. You know, that doesn't thrill me to do right. it. Right. Exactly. Always being aware right of, now, I'm going to say, have a good mood. I'm going to insist on being good. And if somebody has anything other in mind, you know, then I can walk away from them. I don't have to, I don't have to drop myself down. I can't drop myself down to help them. I'm only hurting them. So when I stay the dominant energy, I can only help them. So it's not a self. Right. It's actually a very loving thing to do. Right. Now, there's something special that I like to do for you to even brighten you even more. Okay. We have another beautiful earth angel here to join us. Welcome Yay. to Healing for a Peace. Hello. Hello. Hi. Brenda. Who are we talking to? Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? We yes, can hear you. Hi, Glenda. How are you we, doing? We can hear you. Oh, Are you doing our beautiful Earth Angel? <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank you. I just want to talk quickly and say hi. Wonderful show. Yeah. So um, can you share a little bit to us about WOW and, and your links oh, for gosh. that and what it's all about? So people Martin. can check you out and see the the important work that you are doing? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you've asked me this. <laughs> oh, you, you should have known me. You're on my radio show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> should have expected it, Glenda. <laughs> okay. I'm here to support well, you too. <laughs> I'll incorporate it in what I was going to ask you. I wanted to hear what um, you and Kelly um, thought about something that I've been listening to today. Um, I've created, a, as you know, a women's network called WOW, Women Have Changed. It stands for 
um, while women have changed. And um, the idea also is that, Kelly said earlier, everyone has a gift. So within this network, every single person, every single woman, men are not excluded, can come to an event, um, inspire and empower each other with the gifts that they have. Um, People say, well, I haven't got a gift. I haven't got anything to offer. But we have so many gifts within us. And your experience is a great gift. The, The fact that you're here, that you're alive, that you're breathing, you've had whatever experience it could be. So the idea is that within this network of women, we all inspire, we all empower each other. What I call uh, the expression of your soul, you expressing through your soul's desire to inspire, empower. And also, it uh, reverberates, in a sense, back to yourself because you feel also inspired and empowered by those people that you're meeting. Did you get that? Yes. So what I was going to say was, being mindful and with our own well-being, I just wanted to hear from your perspective, because I'm hearing a lot, in a sense, commercial. it's like being commercialized about being mindful and our well-being. So I just wanted to know, what, from your perspective, what is mindfulness and what is our well-being? Does that make sense? Yeah. Go ahead, Kelly. Um, there isn't a difference. Um, and the word mindfulness. Um, it might be a commercial word, but I'm not resonating very well with that word. I don't. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a very limited uh, way of saying things. And just, yeah. Um, so um, I, I would explain it in a very different way. I would be um, be at peace with yourself. Um, be in a state of unconditional love for the self and lining up with who you are is the state of well-beingness. Lining up with your true vibration is the state of well-beingness. Um, being mindful is just um, is saying that you're going to have to do something. And this isn't really a doing anything. It is a being something. So by definition, I think the word just doesn't resonate so well with me. Um but it's okay. I mean, if people are choosing to use it, it's fine. You know, anything that will uplift them, that's fine. You know, if it works for them, that's good. Um, being in that centered space, being who you are without conditions, not worrying about what others think, but being your best self, the best of your ability at every moment is lining up with your true energy. And when you line up with that natural vibration of which you are, that is the state of well-beingness. So the balance will return. Um, uh, it's a vibrational match to who you are, and that's an unconditional version of yourself. So the closest, you know, all of the action, in a sense, would be um, recognizing what your true vibration is and to the best of your ability lining up with that and not letting conditions need to be changed to meet it, but allowing it to conditions to go away and just be who you are. Mm. Thank you. Right. As so, um, yeah, the base, it comes down to basically the purity of consciousness itself and how all consciousness 
it's all connected through the collective consciousness of creation on multiple levels, like we were talking about earlier. So basically, it comes to the purity of consciousness and collective consciousness itself. You know, basically, like I said earlier, each of our own individual souls has its own conscious resonance frequency. And our soul is expressed, like like Kelly was saying, in different fractal aspects that exist on different quantum frequencies throughout creation, other dimensions, other Mm -hmm. universes, what have you. But each one is part of the collective consciousness on whatever planet they're on with that planet's consciousness to that galaxy, to that universe in which that aspect of your soul exists, to the the greater collective consciousness of omnivorsal living consciousness of creation itself, which we're all a part. So therefore, we are all one, in a sense. It's just a matter of how much that we choose to be consciously aware of, to consciously integrate, to consciously be. Which is the journey, or, getting to know what that energy is, getting to know who you are all about, and a journey to the self, what the journey that um, of the self is. It's really getting to know who you are on an internal level, um, getting to know the best of what you can be, and by saying yes to opportunities, and by doing more, and experiencing more, and having, being inspired to do more um, is a journey towards the unfolding of of that which you are. Wow, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So basically, like, like I, you've heard me say this before, but I'll say it again for the audience, is that say you have uh, particular skill sets, you know, primary skill sets that you are very good at, but here on third-dimensional density, you can only do it to a certain point. So higher dimensional aspects of your soul's expression can be doing, say, one of those primary skill sets in a far bigger, more expanded way for it is able to on that higher dimensional level. So in essence, you are still doing that same work on that bigger level. It's just not necessarily within your conscious awareness. But let's just say... For example, with me, um, I want to do, I'm working on a particular situation which requires medical expertise, whether it be healing work or what have you. I would be connecting to my soul within, to that aspect of myself which works on board a hospital ship. And I would be bringing in insight, knowledge, experience, skills from that aspect of me into this aspect of me because that is what I need at the moment. Say I'm doing something with communication, like right now. I would be working with that aspect of my soul, which is doing communication work, and that higher, more expanded well way. It's still an aspect of me, as I am an aspect of of him. We're just co-creating together in the moment, because I'm focusing on that particular skill set. That is why, like say, when I'm go on board uh, to do specific earth healing work, for example, or w- whatever it is. And I go into that specialized room with the hologram of the Earth, right? Many others are on board those same ships, those same planets where I am, that ha- also have Earth plane environment forms, doesn't have to be human, come into those same rooms at the same time 
and we work together collectively as a group or multiple groups with the earth as we are guided as we need to as mother earth requests we are again working together as collective groups for the betterment of mother earth or whatever it is that we are here to do support creation to support mother earth and i'm sure that each of you Kalinganda, or a part of that on other realms in creation as well because each of you have skill sets that are related to what we're doing now, which is what? Communication. So it's a very high likelihood that on that communication ship of which I work, both of you probably have an aspect of your soul expressed there as well. Does that make sense? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Kelly? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what are your Thanks. what are your thoughts? And my, my thoughts? Um yes. I think I think keeping the easier approach to it of just be yourself, just have fun in the moment, just be inspired, and what feels exciting for you to do, act on that, and the more um, the more you get inspired to do more, just follow that little trail that, that's exciting and happy and fun, and, um, you know, the idea is to find the joy in your life and to not get hung up so much on details, but just, if it feels good, do it. Um, and you'll get inspired to even do more. The I- more ideas will occur to you because you're looking at the aspects of what's what's fun, and so more inspiration comes from there, and it just keeps growing and evolving. And the idea is to stay in the moment, have fun in the moment. When you catch yourself getting in details, just find that center place, breathe your way back into the center, um, allow the inspiration to return, and just keep on following that which your natural vibration is. And that's kind of the key to a happier, more fulfilling, more um, enriched, um, enlivened experience. And um, just following that is 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 kind of key enough, you know, to do. Um, as things come up, just kind of let them go and don't focus on that. Focus on that which excites you. And if you want to create something, just, you know, put that intent out there, seeing it work out perfectly, line up with that, and then you get to have more experiences. And it's just kind of a following the breadcrumbs to your, to your true self. Right. And mm. to have, um, to live life full, to find out who you are, to stay in that inspired place, that unconditional loving space. And that automatically is balancing, that's healing the earth, that's being inspired um, in spirit if you will being in alignment with yourself and living from that space and don't get too ahead of yourself don't think there's something missing just work with what you have right now and the ideas will occur to you and it will unfold exactly when it needs to not a moment too soon not a moment too late exactly where you are now so just let it be easy let it be effortless let it be fun let it be exciting let it be inspiring, and that's contagious, and lead by example. Don't try to be better than somebody. Be your best self. And that creates other leaders. That creates other people to be their best self. Be 
because they get to watch what you're doing and see what works for you. And so that's bringing out the best in all circumstances. Um, not getting them, not, not get so hung up on what's wrong, what do I need to fix, because then you're adding energy to it. But what is going on right. is right. Focus on things working out. I want to see movement and creation and expression and love and excitement, people working together and things, you know, brand new ideas coming from that. Um, fun, enlivened life. Right. Now, um, wonderful, wonderful. Now, Glenda, can you share your link um, so people can, can fi- find you in the work that you do? I can share my email. Um, I, did. Oh, I thought you had a website too, didn't, didn't, don't you? Your website. Yes, I do. You can do that first. Uh, website is Lady G Live. Um, www.ladyglife.com. Um, Kelly's on there too. We've got a couple of audios on there. Um, much of what I do and what I like to share with everybody is on the website. And my email is ladyg2704 at gmail.com. It's been interesting listening to you both today. Mm. And I highly recommend everyone to check Linda's um, site out and the work that she she does. And I know that you and Kelly have done some interesting um, videos, which I definitely want to work on doing as well. Uh, with uh, Google, um, well, go ahead. What did you share a little bit about what you two have done there? It's on YouTube, <laughs> and it's Lady G and Kelly Marie. <laughs> <laughs> so those are some fun conversations that Glenn and I always get so much information just by having a conversation, and a lot of information comes up and. Um, so we just thought we'd share that because um, everybody has these same questions, and as they're thinking of ideas, we've just gotten so much out of the conversations, we thought we'd share them with other people and um, things that people have been enjoying listening to them. So that brings us excitement because we're just being ourselves in them and having fun. So true. All right, so um, let's see. All right, Glenda, I'll let you choose. Um, or Kelly, um, we can close the show with Life with Compassion, New Beginnings, or Only Love is Real. Oh, this is music, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Name that song. Choose the song. Um, Life with Compassion, uh, New Beginnings, or Only Love is Real. Well, it's always a new beginning, isn't it? So let's have a new beginning. Okay, okay. And I'm sure that we'll, um, Glenda, you and I can do a show together soon as well. We, uh, but of course, we have to plan out the time difference. It'd oh, actually, that was interesting, Kelly. Yeah, yesterday, um, when you and I were on the phone together, we were in the same time zone, yet for me it was pitch dark, and for you it was still bright sunshine. <laughs> and yet we had the same time. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> Yep, this is a All very right, fun and, and just a last minute, let's do a show tomorrow show thing. That was fun. New Beginnings by Smart. And 
I love you both, and thank you very much for sharing your divinity, sharing your love and your blessings with my audience and with me. You, both of you are so appreciated and loved by myself and so many others that you just simply grace our lives and my life with your very love and your presence. Thank you both from the depth of my soul to both of you. Go ahead. Thank you, Marcus. This fun. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for having us on. Good night. All right. When you find life unkind, hope's light is dim. Life seems wrong, friends are gone. What more can life bring to you? Now's the time to change your mind, turn things around. You will find, just like I, a new beginning will come round. You will see, just like me, as wings take flight. Leap of faith, don't look down. Keep moving forward beyond. Change will come, turn things around. You will find, just like I, a new beginning coming round. Keep moving forward, keep keeping on, soon you will notice new life has begun, you will find peace of mind, the strength to go on, you will find life is kind, keep moving forward, Beyond as you fly, a new beginning coming round. Life is kind. 
keep moving forward beyond as you find a new beginning coming round as you fly a new beginning coming round